0: This is Bigger Pockets Daily, the audio sidekick to the Bigger Pockets blog. I'm your host, Tyler. And think about it this way each of these episodes is like one short chapter from a giant audiobook written by the world's best and brightest real estate investors. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. to get a joint view of all your finances. Customize your dashboard, notifications, and budgets with a tap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show right here will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. That's monarchmone dot bigger for your extended 30-day free trial.
1: Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation home owning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. maximizing profits with fear and
0: greed 10 important thoughts investors should know during these volatile times (laughs) by paul moore understanding and applying these three sentences could make you wealthy in bad times securities can often be bought for prices that understate their merits and in good times securities can be sold at prices that overstate their potential and yet Most people are impelled to buy euphorically when the cycle drives prices up and to sell in panic when it drives prices down. That's from Howard Marks in a 2013 memo called Ditto, which you can find a link to and read yourself at BiggerPockets.com. I'm excited to go ahead and share some thoughts about fear and greed. You never hear that? How many times have you heard that sentence before? I'm excited to share some thoughts about fear and greed. Hmm. Anyway, but I'll start by sharing a few comments on the current economy to set the stage a little bit. Here we go. Not long ago, I opened my computer to a startling CRE email subject line. Prices plummet to 2010 levels. (gasps) It was a great attention grabber, but it was inaccurate. The publication went on to say that the sharpness of the decline in CRE values, not the prices, had not been seen since the Great Recession, which is still disconcerting. Note that the headline was changed at some point since the original publication. But it makes sense since we witnessed a decade of ever-rising asset prices fueled by low interest rates, skyrocketing attention from a whole new community of CRE investors, and irrational demand from a host of new ruse, new gurus running syndications mainly in the multifamily arena. The value decline was indeed significant, reported at 28% (gasps) year-over-year. Yikes! Isn't that alarming? You may ask. It is quite alarming for many syndicators and investors, but we find it not at all surprising. And we see a potential opportunity on the horizon. You see it? Right there? Well, how did this sharp decline take place anyway? It's just a simple matter of math. Elementary, my dear Watson. It is based on decompression in cap rates resulting from the series of 2022 interest rate hikes. As a reminder, here's the value formula for commercial real estate. Value equals net operating income divided by cap rate. As you can see, and as most of you know, The value is directly proportional to the income, which operators have some control over, and inversely proportional to the capitalization rate, the market, which operators have virtually no control over. The interest rate directly influences the cap rate. While interest payments are not part of the calculation of net operating income, NOI, interest directly affects net cash flow to the investor and thus the value the investor places on the asset. Other factors impacting the cap rate include the availability of debt and the desires of the buyer pool, or, in other words, competition to acquire these assets. So currently, these factors are all trending to raise the cap rate, thus lowering commercial real estate values. Make sense? But another issue is at play here too, so check this out. The cap rate's recent starting point. Back in the good old days of 10% cap rates, a 1% increase to 11% with no NOI change would decrease the asset value by about 10%. 1% divided by 10% equals 10%. So I say about because there is some subjectivity involved in the actual value. No longer. In these recent days of 4% cap rates, a 1% increase could decrease the value by about 25%, yikes, 1% divided by 4%. So with interest rates rising by a few points, it's not surprising that we've seen cap rates expand by over 1%, and thus, it's entirely possible to see property value decreases of 28% or more. Elementary, my dear Watson. 10 thoughts for your consideration, and they're quick thoughts. Cap rates are on the rise, commercial property values are falling, so here are 10 resulting thoughts for your consideration. Number one, cap rate moves usually lag interest rates and other economic factors, so we expect these value declines to continue. Further interest rate hikes will compound the descent. Number two, this average decline includes malls, hotels, and other asset types that may have adversely impacted the average, so not all asset types, and certainly not all individual assets, are impacted equally. Three. Flattened rents in 2023 will make matters worse for most since syndicators are desperate to proportionately escalate NOI, the numerator, to offset burgeoning cap rates, the denominator, to maintain their asset values. Okay, number four, this environment is a case for acquiring value-add assets from mom-and-pop sellers. I love doing this. We are investing with an operating partner to acquire a self-storage asset in a location we are excited about. Market rent of one hundred and forty eight bucks for a ten by ten unit, with current rates at about sixty percent below market. Sixty bucks per unit. This asset is part of our Wellings Real Estate Income Fund. Number five. This environment is also a case for fixed rate debt. A lot of syndicators and investors with floating rate debt are in a whole world of trouble right now. Many of them will lose their assets to the bank or a bargain buyer, and watch their investors' equity go up in smoke. Many are already cutting distributions to fund new reserve requirements mandated by their loan agreements. Yikes. Number six, in perhaps the worst timing imaginable, multifamily syndicators are not only enduring rising debt costs and flattening rents, but dramatically higher operating expenses. Some of this ties to inflation, but for many, skyrocketing insurance costs and property taxes are hamstringing cash flow. Some Texas and Florida apartment operators have seen insurance double or triple. Number seven, this environment is a case for long term holds. Syndicators with debt needing refinancing or equity investors expecting to get out on short order may be forced to sell at an inopportune time for a discount or a refinance with lower LTV and higher rate debt. The latter could lead to slashed distributions. We're seeing this weekly now, capital calls or worse. Number eight of our 10, this is a case for preferred equity. Warren Buffett made a calculated $5 billion investment in Goldman Sachs in September 2008. When other investors were running for the hills, his investors scored huge. Following Warren's example, my firm is now pursuing several preferred equity opportunities. Number nine, this is a case for short-term high-interest debt. Wait, what? Not as a borrower, but as a lender. We recently made a substantial investment in private debt. This hedge provides us with cash flow for now and the flexibility to exit into distressed or other equity deals when they occur. We believe this will happen within a year or less. Number 10, speaking of distress, the whole situation is not something for you to get distressed about. This is a normal aspect of a normal cycle. Those who anticipated it should be less affected by the negatives and ready to capitalize on the positives, which are opportunities for preferred equity and to acquire distressed assets. Conclusion? A lot of wealth is being destroyed in this time of fear and uncertainty. History tells us that a lot of wealth will also be created. Greed is often the enemy of wealth creation during good times, and fear is certainly the enemy of wealth creation in times like this. Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and other great investors have taught us this. Our ability to avoid giving in to fight or flight, to fear and greed, is the cornerstone of investing success. So as an entrepreneur in decades past, I tried to get the same thrill from investing that I got from starting a company. That didn't go well. Investing should be like watching paint dry or watching grass grow. Thrill seekers should not apply. I was in an Alaskan wilderness last summer and found myself continually rehearsing what I would do if the nearby mama brown bear came after me. This was appropriate fear aka caution. But fear has no place in good investing. Controlling our fear is perhaps the number one step for successful investing in this environment. We should recall that not everything is scary, even if it feels that way. There are good deals and bad ones, just like in good times. Harnessing your fear will allow you to find good deals, some that are only available in times like this, and potentially create significant wealth in the process. My firm is practicing the same level of, quote, fear, a.k.a. caution, now that we practiced in good times. So we do this for our investors, and we're quite happy with the results we are achieving. Lastly, it's time to practice patience. I was deep in residential real estate investing during the Great Recession, though we commonly refer to it as 2008. Recall that there was actually a long time span from the peak mid-2007 to the trough early 2012. We take no joy in the failures of other players. We don't. But we do expect and are preparing to acquire distressed assets at prices we couldn't dream of in this past decade. Are you? That's a wrap on today's episode of Bigger Pockets Daily. If you're enjoying the show, can I ask for a favor? Please leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It takes a few seconds, and your feedback really helps us out. Thank you. Oh, really? And we'll see you again soon.